What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Build Your Best Business Podcast. We are back. It is a beautiful Friday in Las Vegas, Nevada. It was pretty cold this morning, huh? It's been cold the last like month. Why do I have frost on my yeah. windshield? Yeah, I know, in Las Vegas, you wouldn't think that. Gosh, that ain't right. Um, it is 2.22 p.m. We are in the office on a Friday. We're ripping these out for you guys. Um, what is new, Anthony? What's going on? What happened this week? Not much, man. My, my week was pretty casual. I... I had uh, my, my dad's birthday was a couple days ago, so we just... Fun. Yeah, we celebrated. We actually celebrated it twice. Why? Uh, well, the, the first dinner like we had for my dad was just my mom, my dad, and I. Okay. And then the next, the, the day after, so yesterday, we had some of my siblings over, and like my nieces and stuff, so we celebrated it twice. So it was nice. fun. Got Good. to take my dogs to a dog park this week, which was a lot of fun. But Fine. you haven't met them yet, but they're Australian Shepherd and a Border Collie mix, so they're crackheads. Okay, aren't Australian Shepherds supposed to be like one of the smartest dogs? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that'd be not He's super heard. smart. He's obnoxiously smart. Do they have blue eyes? Charlie does, the Australian the Shepherd. Shepherd yeah. yeah, those are crazy. They're so, I don't know, fierce. Yeah. Dude, my cat has anxiety, I guess, because he's <laughs> licking himself like on his stomach. It's, it's like over grooming, it's called feline alopecia. And it's essentially when the cat's having like high anxiety and it's he, he's licked himself a wallet spot. On his stomach, so we have to take him to the vet. I don't know what they're gonna tell us. Stop giving him anxiety, <laughs> who knows. Guys, so we have some dense, dense content for you today. And it is all about debt to income ratios. Your debt to income ratio is the deciding factor that determines how much home you can afford. Yep. Period, right? Yep. Okay, so today we're going to tell you all about it, what it's used for, how it's calculated, what it means for you when you're when you're looking to buy a home, and even if you're looking to start a small business and what they look at too. Yeah. So let's get right into it. Your debt-to-income ratio, it is a ratio that compares how much you owe each month to how much you earn. That's it. Don't make it any more complicated than it has to be. Specifically, it's the percentage of your gross monthly income. And so we know that gross income is income before taxes. That goes towards payments for rent, mortgage, credit cards, other debt. It's your revolving monthly debt. So what is it used for? Your debt to income ratio is used by lenders to determine how much debt you have revolving every single month compared to how much you make. And how is it calculated? So to start, you have to add up your monthly bills. And I'm talking stuff like your monthly rent your or your house payment, your alimony or child support, student loans that you have, your car loans for your brand new Tesla. That's probably way too much. <laughs> Other monthly loan payments uh, and credit cards. So the big thing when we're utilizing the credit card, many people, many of my clients love to tell me what how much they pay on their credit card a month. But when we're calculating debt to income ratio, they are only concerned about your minimum monthly payment. And so what we're looking at here, these are these are installment loans. These are contractual loan obligations that we have. We are not looking at stuff like your groceries, your utilities, your phone bill, your gas for your car. That's that's not going to be included with it. And so once we have all that, we divide the total amount of your monthly debt mine, uh, divided by your monthly income before taxes. And this results in your DTI, which is your debt to income ratio. And this is generally in the form of, of a percentage. 
the lower your DTI, the less risky you are to lenders. And one thing to know about debt to income ratio is if you're trying to buy a house or you're trying to get a loan for business or whatever you're looking to, to get money from a lender for, typically a good rule of thumb is, is if it's going to show up on a credit report, it's something that is most likely going to be included within your debt to income. Yes. So when you look at things like your grocery budget for the month, your utilities, gas, you know, uh, I, uh, phone payment, those are typically things that are not going to show up on a credit report. Um, and so you, those are, you know, a general rule of thumb is go with what the credit report is telling you. That's usually what's going to be included on debt to income. Yeah, and usually the only exception to this is when you go to purchase a home, oftentimes the underwriters ask for your last two months bank statements for mm -hmm. the account that you're using for the down payment. And I've had this happen multiple times when the underwriter notices a payment that is consistent on the bank statements that doesn't appear on the debt to, I mean, on your credit report, that's going to get included yeah. with your monthly payment. I mean, yeah. that, that'll get included with your debt to income ratio. So it's, it's, but most of the time it, it is everything that is on your credit report. Especially upfront, because when you're really going over the initial, you know, calculations of your debt to income ratio, a lot of the times you're not going to know until an underwriter tells you, you know, Hey, what is this, you know, every week payment coming out of, of their account? And then you'll would know, you know, once you communicate with the underwriter, but oftentimes you're not really going to know that just by looking at the credit report in the beginning. So you're absolutely right. Exactly. Um, and so now that we know what a debt to income ratio is, what should our debt to income ratio be when we're about to buy a house? So the debt to income ratios are a little tricky because every program is going to have a little bit different requirements. So you're going to have your FHA loans, your conventional loans, your VA loans, uh, even hard money loans. I mean, they're all going to be slightly different, but you know, we'll start out with just keep it simple with like FHA and conventional. So, you know, most conventional loans are, you're probably going to want to be around below around a 45% debt to income ratio. While an FHA loan, I mean, I, I always as a loan officer try to keep it at around 45%, but you can go higher with FHA. I believe it's 55%. And yeah. And, and it is product specific and lender specific in many yeah. cases. And, and there's um, overlays with different lenders that may require reserves or mm -hmm. compensating factors if, if it does, you know, get to the top end of the, the limit for what the debt yeah. to income ratio should be. Yeah. And so, you know, if you have a, a bigger, let's just say you have a lot of money tied up in a stock account or you own, you know, two or three properties outright, they're also going to take that into account with your debt to income. And, you know, you might be able to get approved for higher with a higher debt to income ratio. Yes. But, you know, that's just up to the underwriters. That's up to your initial calculations, all that good stuff. So when, when you are purchasing a house, there's a front end ratio and then there's a back end ratio. So the front end ratio is going to be solely your house payment. Mm -hmm. And then the back end ratio is what we call the debt to income ratio. And that's your housing payment plus all of your other monthly revolving debt. So that's just something to keep in mind. Um, please check with your lender specifically, you know, for, for what your debt to income ratio needs to be under. And if it is too high, it can absolutely affect 
how much home you can afford. Which you know is so is so important to know about debt to income ratio because when you look at something like higher interest rates right now, they're going up.、Mm-hmm. That's only going to tighten your debt to income. Exactly. Yeah, for what you can you afford. You gotta clean it up. Yeah, you gotta、Anywhere、find ways. You exactly. And so often, you know, there's there's plenty of ways that you can actually lower your debt to income. And one thing to know when you're talking about you know debt to income ratio and and how you can you know change your debt to income ratio is right now I have you know a potential borrower that came to me and said you know he's got great credit but he maxed out his credit cards and he does it every every month he maxes them out and then he pays them off and one thing to know is that as soon as you get those paid off that will only help. Your debt to income because you're freeing up all those monthly obligations. Absolutely. So that's probably one of the easiest ways or most straightforward ways to increase your debt to income or lower your debt to income. I'm sorry, but what are some other ways, Zach? And you know, and if you're like me and most Americans, you most likely have you know a ton of different credit cards or or you know revolving lines of credit or or and you're just like you're like. You're wondering what should I go for first, and what should I prioritize to make the most impact? You're gonna want to prioritize the debt with the highest monthly payment because that will be the factor that increases your debt to income ratio the most. Another way, creative way to go ahead and lower your debt to income ratio would be to restructure your loans. Seek out options for lowering the interest rate on your debts, or attempt to lengthen the duration of the loan through refinancing options.、Yeah. You, when you initially get a mortgage, you know you have your monthly payment over. Let's just say your thirty-year fixed.、Um, let's say it starts off at five hundred thousand. Let's just say you've paid two hundred thousand dollars off. You're still going to have the same monthly payment when you have five hundred thousand. If you go ahead and refinance that loan again over a thirty-year fixed, you're refinancing three hundred thousand, effectively lowering、yeah. your your payment for that. If you have student loans, ask for deferment options. Ask for restructure based off of income. Yeah. These are all ways to lower that debt, and you can even refinance.、Um, it doesn't have to just be a home. Like even if you have a car with a、mm-hmm. high monthly payment, you can still take your car payment or, or your car loan to say maybe a credit union, and you can even get you know a five year note on your car that maybe you've had it for two years now. You can then spread that out over five years,、mm-hmm. and your payment's going to be a lot less than what you're paying now. Absolutely, and we're not financial advisors here by any means, but we're just giving you creative options to go ahead and lower that debt to income ratio. You know, there's many there's many options such as looking into loan forgiveness too. I mean, there's there's types of programs that may help to eliminate some of that debt entirely. Absolutely, and another reason too, we were just looking at how to how to lower the debt portion of it. It's a、mm-hmm. two way street. We know this, and so the other side of the coin is showing ways to increase your income. And this doesn't necessarily mean to get a second job or to or to do anything else like that. But for our self-employed borrowers who are writing off a ton of their income, just writing off less and reporting more of your income directly affects your debt-to-income ratio. You know, we had an old joke at my office, and we didn't know what the actual term was back then, but we just called it the tax thing. Yeah. Whenever we had a, a self-employed borrower that was doing, we just like, oh, he's doing the tax thing. He's going to need to kind of change that, right? You know, to get qualified based off the debt to income. 
you can't play both sides. You can't have your cake and eat it too, right? You yeah. can't play both sides of the coin. So a lot of self-employed applicants um, that are writing off almost all of their income, you have to understand that when it comes down to the underwriter looking at your tax returns, they're going to look at the net profit after deductions and yeah. after loss. And so even if you made $200,000 in sales last year, if you if you wrote off or deducted $170,000 worth of income, you are only going to show $30,000 and that is what the underwriter is going to use for your qualifying income on your loan. Yeah, so the more income you can show, the, the better your debt to income is going to be, which means you're essentially qualified for more. Yeah, so I think that's so important when you're looking to, you know, so to speak, change your debt to income ratio. You know, one of the best ways to really offset that when you're trying to purchase a second home is actually taking the first mortgage that you're currently paying on right now and offsetting it with a renter for when you purchase your second home. Absolutely. So effectively, you'll have your first mortgage. Let's just say it's $1,200 a month. And you want to go buy a second home because your family's getting bigger, whatever the reason may be. You, you want to be in a, closer to your kid's new school. You know, you can actually still keep that second or that first home you're in, that first mortgage. You know, put a renter in it, cover the amount that, you know, you would be paying on the mortgage. And then that is going to help your debt to income to help you get into a second home. All you need for underwriting too is a rental contract agreement. Yeah. Once you have your renters in there, they usually take a 75% expense ratio for it. But as long as it go, goes ahead and covers that mortgage payment, you're essentially nulling that huge mortgage payment, which is one of the biggest factors for your debt to income ratio completely out of the equation. Yeah. And it's like you're starting from scratch again. Yeah. It's super lucrative. And then you can keep doing this actually um, with your first mortgage, then you have your second, then your third. And I believe it caps out for personal property for like, I, I want to say, don't hold me to this, it's seven or eight properties. And then once you get there, you have to get more creative, but you can effectively keep doing that. So you guys see right here, the creative ways that you can start building your rental portfolios without being limited on your debt to income ratio by the existing mortgage that you do have. So we have a good grasp here, right? Over what debt to income ratio is, how it's calculated, how to manipulate it. But one thing that our listeners may be wondering is what, what kind of purchase transactions require an analysis of debt to income ratio or why is it important? What type of loans? Yeah. So, there, I mean, there's so many types of loans. I mean, some of the, the big ones are going to be your residential loans, like uh, FHA loans, conventional loans, VA loans. And then you have, you know, your products such as equity lines of credit, equity loans. And then it even translates into the, the business world for things such as SBA loans and hard money loans, commercial loans. All of these different terms I just use are going to have a different set of qualifications based off of your debt to income. Exactly. And they're all going to be different. And it's not an umbrella ratio that applies for every single loan. You have yeah. to check with your lender to find the best option for you. Yeah. And so one thing that's pretty cool about you know understanding how debt to income works is Sure, you're going to use your debt to income when you're looking into a buying your first home or, or an investment property, whatever. 
But even if you're a small business owner already, or you want to be a small business owner and you need a loan, your debt to income still really comes into play. And so when I'm thinking of, you know, the typical debt to income for business, I'm thinking of, you know, the guy who might own a coffee shop and it's bringing in an X amount of profit every month, but he wants to scale it. He wants to go open up a second coffee shop or he noticed that another business might be going out of business Mm -hmm. and he can do something like an asset purchase to get all of their equipment and all of their, you know, simple things like their chairs, their couches, their tables, their espresso machines. And you can actually use the debt to income off of your current business or business's profit to go make purchases like that with lent money. That's super creative. Yeah. And so understanding debt to income is going to help you in so many ways other than just getting into a home. Because if you can understand what's really going on, you can use that to scale a business. Easily. Easily. And so one thing that, you know, I would encourage if you're looking into some of these business loans is a good rule of thumb is try to keep your debt to income for your profits, if you're looking for a loan, under 50%. I agree. That's a good golden rule. Yeah. And and this is where lenders, you know, hard money lenders, commercial lenders, they're going to start, so to speak, taking you a little more seriously if, you know, your debt to income is below 50%. Because when you're in the business world and you're looking for a loan, lenders are going to look at your debt to income based off of the profits of your business. And they're most likely going to see also a proof of concept. Exactly. That you've been able to do it once, you can most you have a better chance at doing it again than somebody that's just fresh starting to you know take on a new business venture. And so even even taking out a loan to purchase an already existing business is a great option too. Because let's say you wanted to buy a second coffee shop and rebrand it, but it's already got its 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 regulars, it's already got its clients. Well, that becomes you know more of like an acquisition loan which then they're going to look at the debt to income as well off of the property that, or the, um, the business that you're buying. So understanding debt to income is extremely important. I agree. Um, you guys, bottom line to bring it back home, debt to income ratio shows how risky you are to lenders. It is showing how much debt you have compared to how much income you are reporting. So guys, Keep your debt to income ratio as low as possible when you're looking for a loan, specifically a mortgage loan. This is going to allow you to qualify for a larger mortgage payment, thus qualifying you for a bigger home, a more expensive home. Yeah. And, you know, a good loan officer is going to be able to go over that information with you and really analyze your finances to see what you can afford. And that's the whole purpose of a debt to income ratio. Yeah, absolutely. And there's creative ways to go ahead and tackle that. Let's just say you are you want to uh, pay off some of those debts at the closing table and you would still qualify for the home payment as if you didn't have it as long as you are paying off these debts at closing. There's a ton of creative ways to go ahead and lower that debt to income ratio. If you guys have any questions regarding this or how it works or if a certain debt would go into your debt to income ratio as a factor, please reach out to us. Well, Anthony's going to go ahead and put our socials at the bottom in the description on this podcast. Or if you just have any questions about debt to income ratio in general, just please reach out to us.
Uh, we'd love to talk to you. And even if you just want to say hi and give us positive or negative feedback about our podcast, we would love to hear it. And we'd love to um, touch base with you and just communicate. Awesome, guys. I hope that all of our listeners out there gained at least one piece of, of information that was of value to them for their debt to income ratio, just to learn a little bit more about how it affects them in the loan process. We will see you guys in the next episode. Yep. Thank you. Have a good day. Peace.